0: America, no bullshit of doom and opium free broadcast. The most important hour of your day. All right. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. Welcome to the Red Pill Project Daily Dose. We are live with you Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and sometimes Friday. On Tuesdays, it is 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On Monday, Wednesday, Thursdays, it is 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And uh, this is where we bring you the unfolding global conspiracy. What is the global conspiracy? That's a good question. You know, there's a lot of various conspiracy theories out there. There's a lot of them that have truth all riddled within them. There's ones that have nothing but speculation an imagination packed within them. And it's up to us to go out there and to rip them apart and look at the information and decide for ourselves what's really happening out in the world. And today, as we look at what's unfolding in the world, it becomes evident. The the world has a, a way of unfolding itself in front of you to where those things that you notice, the patterns that you see, all tend to come together and you begin to develop a picture of what is really happening around the world. And for over two and a half decades, I've kind of looked into this and been quiet about it for the most part and just observed and saw what was happening. And never really decided to take part in it because well, it didn't affect me. It didn't affect my life. It didn't interfere with who I was. Or what I was trying to accomplish. That all changed when Donald Trump came around and ran for president. It became incredibly evident that there was people in this country, people in this world, that were seeking to undermine your freedoms, your liberties, your sovereignty, your ability to defend yourself, the United States Constitution, the structure, the the social, economic, the cultural aspects of our society, even though back in that time, 2016, it was just at the beginning of this social and cultural revolution, of this infiltration, we began to see and notice little patterns everywhere. But now today, this is in full force, and we can see it for what it really is and what it truly is. And it makes me think back all those years, all those decades back to the late 1990s to when. I sat there and I first heard and learned about what was called the new world order. And now I think back at that time and, and I just wish that we had this type of information dissemination. We had this platform, this structure of researching information and getting this information out to the world. Because if that was the case, much of what we see today would not be happening. <coughs> Excuse me. So if you are joining us for the first time, this is where we unravel this grand conspiracy and we come about with ideas and methodologies and strategies to defend ourselves against what is coming. And I'll be honest with you. You can't stop what's coming. Nothing can stop what's coming. And people might say, well, yeah, that's a good thing. Or some people are like, that's not a good thing. It doesn't matter. The outcome of that phrase, nothing can stop what's coming, the outcome is not dependent on some prefabricated state that is going to occur in the future that someone predicted it through some technology or through psychicism, right? Instead, nothing can stop what's coming is determined, the outcome, by you and me, of what we we decide to do in the name of adversity. So Vince has the night off. He's my co-host. Vince has a little headache. Hope he feels better. I'm going on my third show today. Feeling good. Feeling great. i um, been doing a lot of shows the last few days. Um, tonight, we do have an interview with a guest. Uh, I was on Clay Clark's show yesterday, Thrive Time Podcast, and uh, we had a great discussion, and uh, I, I was... Uh, Interviewed him before that, actually, and so he's gonna he's gonna talk to you guys for about twenty minutes today about uh, the information that he wants to get out to the world. So we're gonna go ahead and play that here in just a few minutes. But before that, let's talk about well, let's talk about what today is. Does anybody know what today is the anniversary of? This is April nineteenth, two thousand twenty three. Does anybody does anybody have an idea of? Of what today is April 19th, 2023, April, April 19th. That just, that date sounds familiar. Like it has something to do with the founding of this country. Maybe a specific event that occurred within this country that sparked a whole revolution, giving birth a few years later to the United States of America, to where we came out and declared to a tyrannical dictatorship. That we will no longer sit around, we'll no longer be pushed around, that we will no longer stand by as tyranny and oppression roll over the colonies, but instead, we will fight. We will win. We will earn our freedom away from the tyrannical bonds of the monarchy. Today was, in some respect, the start of the Revolutionary War, for those who don't know. Today is the 248th anniversary of the shot heard around the world. On this day, 248 years ago, the first engagements of the Revolutionary War occurred where colonial patriot militias, armed to the teeth, defended themselves and took a stand against the tyrannical army of the Kingdom of Britain, sparking the first conflict of the Revolutionary War. On the night before the battle, warning of the British expedition had been rapidly sent from Boston to militias in the area by civil writers, including Paul Revere and Samuel Prescott. With information about British plans, the initial mode of the army's arrival by water was signaled from the Old North Church in Boston to Charlestown, using lanterns to communicate one if by land, two if by sea. And so, you know, today is um, a rather historic date, is it not? The shot heard around the world. And today we didn't necessarily get any big shots heard around the world. And, you know, since 2020, I think we've all realized what that shot heard around the world that, that that figure Q actually was talking about is that was the shot in the arm that is being heard around the world now. And will be heard around the world for decades, centuries to come. A time when mankind turned on their own. And decided that they no longer wanted to have the company of the rest of the population. And made the choice and decision to eliminate their fellow brethren. We are in the midst of an act of genocide. We are in a war. And as I talked about today on Earth Chronicles, this war being fought right now, which has begun well before this date. It's a spiritual war. And you know, I wonder if people really understand what that means, what it really means when someone says this is a spiritual war. Because we have all different types of of people out there, various different religions and beliefs and dogmas and, and, and spiritual understandings. But do you truly understand what it means? when we say a spiritual war. Think about this for a minute. If I asked you to locate your spirit, could you? If I asked you to tell me who or what your spirit is, could you tell me? If I asked you for you to show me the spirit, the soul inside of you, could you? And those three questions right there at the heart of this battle, the reason I say that is because most people wouldn't know how to answer that. And for that fact alone means there's a battle being waged for your soul, for your spirit, for who and what you truly are deep with inside your being. Now, I know a lot of people would be like, "Well, I can tell you exactly who and what I am." And that's great. But are you able to move through the minutiae? Are you able to move through all the bullshit? Throw it all aside. And see, this is what I like to do. I call it the the cleansing of the soul. We go throughout our years in our life and we learn about all these different types of things and, you know, breathing techniques and chakras and crystals and Air and sun and moon, and you know, astrology and astral theology. And we learn about um, occultism and we learn about esotericism, we learn about Christianity, we learn about Islam, we learn all these different things. But at the end of the day, can you cast all of that aside? Can you take all that knowledge, wisdom, information that you have that you built up? Within your life, that paradigm, that foundation, put it aside and answer those three questions. That's the battle that we're at right now. Because if you asked a human being a thousand years ago to do exactly that, they could. The most of them who were spiritually inclined could. Today, Most people just look at you with blank stares. Today, most people, when you say soul or spirit, they look at you as if you're a conspiracy theorist. Some other people, you ask them about the soul or the spirit, and they want to tell you their life story. They want to tell you what it is, not what they believe it is. And if you catch that arrogance there, you understand. That we are in a battle for truth. And what is truth? What is truth? Truth is what's left when you cast all the bullshit aside. Truth is what's left when you have nothing left to stand upon, nothing left to hold yourself up, nothing left. To defend yourself with. Truth is the last man standing. I read this on. Earth Chronicles earlier today. And I'm going to read this again. And this gives you a perspective. Whether you believe it or not. Of how God. Works. At least my understanding of God. And see that's another thing. Is we all have an understanding. Of what it is. What this is. Nobody's right, guys. Nobody's right. Not me, not you, not the Pope, not the Dalai Lama, not anybody. Nobody's right. The fact is is we don't know. The fact is is that scares the living shit out of the majority of us. But there are some things that we do know. And you can tell me, oh well, I know. I yeah, great. You don't and it scares a living shit out of you that you don't. But that's okay. Because that's the purpose. That's that's the point is to inquire within that fear that that unknown and discover it within yourself. Discover the truth that's left after you get through all the bullshit. I'm going to read this to you. This is how God operates. I ask for strength And God gave me difficulties to make me strong. I asked for wisdom. And God gave me problems to solve. I asked for prosperity. And God gave me brawn and brains to work. I asked for courage. And God gave me dangers to overcome. I asked for patience. And God placed me in situations where I was forced to wait. I asked for love and God gave me troubled people to help. I asked for favors and God gave me opportunities. I asked for everything so I could enjoy life. Instead, he gave me a life so I could enjoy everything. I received nothing. I wanted yet. I received everything I needed. And then there's one, one quote that I, I kind of came up with after talking about the Sun-Earth Chronicles that I think is appropriate and fits in nice with this. I asked for truth, and God began to unveil all the lies and deceptions of the world. I asked for truth, and God began to unveil all the lies and deceptions of the world. Now take that in the context. Rip away all the lies and the deceptions within yourself, within who and what you believe yourself to be, what you think yourself to be, what you know yourself to be. Put it all aside, what's left, truth. At least that's how I see it. And see, that character, that understanding is what the world needs right now. David and I tonight, today on Earth Chronicles, we talk a lot about unification, what that really means. and And I pointed out that, you know, we all say that we have to unify humanity. We have to bring the clans together to defeat this evil, which is organizing on this planet to take us down. That is literally perpetuating an agenda of genocide, of eugenics against humanity right now, reducing the population as we speak. Those people are probably already gone. And the rest of us are saying, well, we have to get together. We have to unite. We have to do something. And I said, we all think that we have to come together and grab hands and sing Kumbaya, but in actuality, we have to connect here. We have to connect spiritually because if this is a spiritual war, we have to... We have to shed ourselves of the lies and the deceptions. We have to unite at that level of which the battlefield is waging. We have to unite at that spiritual resonance within us. Each and every one of us. Not that we have to be in agreement at that level. But we have to be united at that level. For the love of God... Help yourselves. That's a great quote, Roxy. Thanks. All right, guys. So that's my monologue for the day. I thought it was quite appropriate. Because, you know, I think that a lot of people these days are losing hope. A lot, of, I think a lot of people, um, you know, they don't have the, I, I guess, the rationalism that I have. Um, for me, I'm optimistic about everything. I know that this battle that's waging right now in this planet, the spiritual battle, and then the, the social economic and political battle that we will win. And the reason I know we'll win because I'm still here and I don't fucking lose. (laughs) Honestly, that's just how I operate. But I know people are losing hope. And I've always said this, that hope don't pay the bills but it sure and does make things taste better, right? And I ask you not to lose hope, not to lose hope, but instead cast the doubts aside. Cast those doubts aside and look within yourself for the strength because everything you've ever wanted, God has already given you. You just have to discover it within yourself. You just have to discover it and be it. Become that with which you want. Become that which you see can change the world. All right, cool. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to jump into this interview with Clay Clark. Um, Short interview. Be really, uh, really short here, guys. And so it's a good interview. I wouldn't play it if it wasn't. So if you can't hear the audio, let me know. If you guys can hear the audio, give me a 5-5 in the comments. I'm going to go ahead and play this. Step away for just one second. I'm going to go ahead and, like, kill uh, my camera. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and start playing this. If you guys can hear it, give me a 5-5. Clay, this is my second time talking to you today. Just yeah, to,
1: I'm I'm sorry that you've made a series of poor life choices to be stuck with me twice in one day. But thank you so much for, for what you do. And to my right, this is Gina Holcomb. Um, she, Hi, Gina. She uh, somebody I met through the Reawaken tour. Um, for people out there that don't know, I have no political aspirations. I don't like almost all forms of government, uh, Republican or Democrat. And when I, I'm a libertarian. But when the lockdowns happened, I determined in my mind that I would sue the mayor of Tulsa if the lockdowns happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I would turn my building into a church. And when that happened, then there was a certain momentum. Next thing you know, General Flynn and I are doing these events together and I didn't have a team to sell tickets. I have, I have employees that work for my other companies, but not, you know, people sitting around waiting to sell tickets all day. And, uh, so I just began giving out my cell phone number on great shows like yours, One America News, Newsmax, whatever. And people would call me and I would sell them tickets like a hundred a day, 50 a day. We had 50,000 people request tickets. Wow. And so I just kept doing it and it was like the guy yelling at the monsoon going stop wait a minute it's the guy shooting a bb at the battleship i'm just shooting you know and uh gina showed up and said hey i'd love to help you can i help you and uh she's one of the founding mothers of the (laughs) reawakened tour so that's who she
0: is yep very cool well welcome gina thank you so much for joining us as well uh clay gina what is going on in the world? Because things are just getting kind of crazy. Every time I look at the news, this is what I do for a living. It's like we're being bombarded left and right with this leftist ideology, the the threat of digital tyranny that is coming down the route. What are your guys' thoughts?
1: Well, I want to go where I think it ends, and then I would like to maybe get uh, your take and Gina's take on, on maybe how it could be better. But I'm going to pull this up here. So, this is something I think most people don't know here. Okay, I'm going to pull up this clip here. This is Whitney Webb. She's a very realistic investigative journalist. She was what I want to call a hard journalist or hard news. She's a fact finder. And she hops on a show there other night here with uh, Jimmy Dore. And I just want you to hear what she says. And this, this is where the whole conversation ends if we don't stop it. Here we go.
0: Uh, it's gonna. It's coming to America. They already have a, pay, a website set up for the digital currency. It's like FedNow or something like that. Or... Ah, uh, have you heard about that, Whitney? Yeah, Fed,
2: Fed now launches in July. It's uh they claim it will make payments faster, and it has nothing to do with central bank digital currencies. Uh, even though you know the vast majority of every country in the world is developing some sort of type of central bank digital currency, and the central bankers around the world have essentially admitted whether it's Augustine Carson's head of the I- BIS, or someone like Christine Lagarde essentially saying that it's about control. It's not about money. It's about ending financial anonymity, being able to surveil every transaction where every uh, dollar goes and is spent. All those Kenyans, business people, investors, who have been holding U.S. dollars for speculation purposes, please offload your dollars to the market today and tomorrow.
1: This is the deputy president of Kenya telling people to unload your dollars.
2: (laughs) It's very
0: honest advice from a truthful man
3: in the end the ultimate objective is to essentially wipe all of the banks out so that your bank will be the Federal Reserve this is really a move toward a CCP style social credit system they're constantly monitored by facial recognition cameras that are able to instantly put a face to a name now the Chinese are also ranked given a mark out of a possible 950 points.
2: Now the BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa have announced plans to develop a new currency.
3: Together, we'll be ready to launch the FedNow service between May and July of 2023.
2: A a key difference
3: with the CBDC is the central bank will have absolute control on the rules and regulations that will determine the use of that uh, expression of central bank liability.
2: COVID makes it, it accelerates the process of digitalization and automatization. It legitimizes the deployment of mass surveillance and it makes surveillance go under your skin. Surveillance under the
1: skin, that's the goal. Mm. CBDCs involve the use of what's called a quantum dot. It's a technology that stores your medical and uh, financial records under your skin. I know it sounds unbelievable, so I'll show people quickly here. Um, if you go to Google uh, or Duck, someone says you need to go to DuckDuckGo. If you just go on the internet somehow, okay, and you type in MIT CBDCs, CBDCs, and you go. Oh, so MIT developed the CBDC? You go, yeah, yeah. And you go okay, cool, who funded that thing? You go, well, that's a little Epstein and Gates. There, you know, those are the two guys funding MIT, and you go. Really? And you go, well, how does it work? Well, there's the thing called the MIT quantum dot. It stores your medical and financial records under your skin. And you say, well, but how does the technology work? Oh, okay, that's called the quantum dot network. I just covered a lot of ground here, Quantum dot network. And you can look it up, folks. There's quantum dot network, MIT, quantum dot, Epstein, Gates, MIT, MIT, CBDC. We can go, there's a lot, a lot of ways to go here, but I don't know, Holcomb, and, you, and the way it works when you come to a Reawaken America tour event, you name your price. Uh-huh. It's the only event I've ever seen where you can name your price. We do that because I don't want anyone to be unable to afford to go. I think it also shows our, our motives are pure in that regard. We don't take on outside sponsors. What percentage of people do you think, Gina, and, you again, you coach tennis. You're, you're a mentor to many people. You're uh, a mom. You're involved in the community. What percentage of people do you think that really know this is happening?
3: I don't think there's very many people that know.
1: Let me try again. Can you lie to me and tell me <laughs> a big number? What percentage it's, do you think?
3: Oh, gosh. In my friend group, I would say only one other person, really, besides my wow. husband. You know, because hey, we talk about it. Right. I mean, I have a lot a lot of tennis friends. Not, not this deep. Like, they know some stuff, but when we're talking about the quant, we're talking about CBDCs and, you know, all of this, I don't know if they go that deep.
1: Joshua, let me get your thoughts. Uh, What percentage of people do you think that know what's going on?
0: Honestly, Clay, I would say less than 15% of the population understand anything about blockchains or cryptocurrencies. And out of that 15%, I'd say less than 1% completely understand the extent to which CBDCs and centralized blockchains are actually going to take humanity into a digital enslavement prison.
1: Okay, so now that we've covered that idea that CBDCs are in fact the system that would take you into a digital prison, we've covered that lighthearted topic. We're going to move into another topic. Now, this topic here is one where, um, what, I, what I'm seeing right now, and this is what I see, and maybe I, I look at the world differently. But I'm seeing this, and Josh, you tell me if you disagree here. But I'm seeing a lot of wonderful people I know who are trying to wake up to what's going on, and they're going. Elon Musk, he's such a great guy. He's trying to save America. I got my own Twitter account. I'm on Twitter now. And I <laughs> I see Elon Musk, and I see your tweets, and he's so funny. And I saw him on Tucker, And I love Elon. I love Elon. And you go, Grandma. No, seriously, Grandma. Um, he's not. I don't know if he is what you think he is. No, Elon's a great guy. He's, he's rolling out the mRNA technology because he loves us. He's rolling out the self-driving cars because he loves us. He loves us. Se- he loves the self-driving <laughs> car. How great would it be? We wouldn't even have to drive anymore. And he's universal basic income. You know that social security is going to hell in a handbasket, but the so self- he's universal basic income. I love Elon. And he went to the in <laughs> I was a- he's a great guy. He's giving us. A- I saw him on Taco. I mean, are you seeing this? I- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing all these conservative ladies just. Elon. Okay, so now watch this, folks. This is this is, this is is some crap. This is his partner, Sam Altman. Now, remember, Elon Musk founded OpenAI yep. with Bill Gates and Sam Altman. Okay, you know, the Bill Gates, you know, Epstein, the Gates, the MIT, the Sam the the Gates, you know, the same gates. Okay, let's play. Here
2: we go. We're going to have, like, a very exciting time. Um, another thing is I think we will get true multimodal models working and so yeah. you know not just text and images but every modality you'd like in one model e- able to easily like uh you know fluidly move between things um i think we will have models that continuously learn uh, so like right now if you use gpt whatever it's sort of like stuck in time that it was trained and the more you use it it doesn't get any better and all of that i, I think we'll get that changed um so very excited about all of that um and if you just think about like what that alone is going to unlock and the sort of applications people will be able to build with that um that 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 would be like a huge victory for all of us and just like a like a massive step forward um and a genuine technological revolution. well if you want
1: to sound like sam Altman, but that wants to practice what you want to do is you want to sound like you're a computer from like the early 90s that's loading slowly you know a micron or a gateway so let me, let me honest, let's all basically. practice folks this is the kind of important stuff that gives you therapeutic release here so, so i think
2: um i think we will have models that continuously learn uh, so like right now if you use gpt whatever it's sort of like stuck in time that it was trained trained the more you use it it doesn't get any better and all of that i, I think we'll get that changed um so very ex- i don't ever meet but all of that um and if you just think about like what that alone is going to unlock and the sort of applications people will be able to build with that um that 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 would be like a huge victory for all of us and just like a like a massive step forward um, and a genuine technological revolution, if that were all that happened. Uh, I think we're really just going to have to think about how we share wealth in a very different way than we have in the past. Like the fundamental forces of capitalism and what make that work, I think, break down a little bit. And so, you know, is it like some version of like a basic income or basic wealth redistribution or like, you know, some sort of, version like that. uh, We're trying to study that. I think it's collectively underexplored. Effectively merge merge with artificial intelligence by uh, by by improving the speed of interaction between um, our cortex and our tertiary layer.
3: If you think about it, AI is actually the fastest path to communism. So if implemented correctly, AI could actually theoretically <laughs> solve for abundance.
2: And this is no longer science fiction. Increasingly, if you apply to a bank to get a loan, if you apply to some company to get a job, increasingly it's an AI that decides whether to give you the loan, whether to give you the job or not. <laughs> when you go to BH-PM. Okay, dot- so
1: let's talk about this. Mm-hmm what are your thoughts on Grimes a transhumanist uh Musk a transhumanist uh what are your thoughts on Grimes and Musk and Sam Altman and OpenAI and Bill Gates I'd love to get your thoughts there
0: well you know I, I think I have a little bit different perspective on, on Elon Musk I think that he does have very much uh, an alignment with the globalists and he is trying to usher in this AI agenda although he is pushing for various regulations which I don't really care either but uh Sam Altman he, he's talking there about capitalism. If uh, he was all about anti-capitalism, why did he take his, uh, his company from a non-profit to a profit? That doesn't make much sense. These people, heart and heart, Clay, are communists. This is that. This comes out from the Fabian. Social communist agenda back in the late 19th century, evolving from that point, the infiltration within the various occult industries that took over the entertainment industry, and this is the rise of what we have with Grimes and Elon Musk's wife and his mother. Um, you, you mentioned that he wore the uh, the the Diablo outfit for Halloween. I think that deep down inside, all of these people have a very very totalitarian perspective on the worldview as we move forward, and AI itself is going to be this kind of like, like Elon Musk just said in his Tucker interview, mm-hmm. he was talking about um, Sergey Brin from Google and how this guy wants to be a digital god. He wants to create AI to rule over humanity, where he has the keys to access that. This is how all of these people are thinking. And this is why they're driving the way and investing all of this money into these platforms. But we know that they have to establish a foundation before that occurs. And this is why we have Fed now. coming. This is why we have CBDCs coming. This is why we have the bills like the Restrict Act that are coming out to nationalize the Internet.
1: So Gene, I'm gonna pull this up here. I don't think people have seen this before. Again, now Grimes is the woman who's co-produced two kids with Elon Musk. Okay, that's a fact. Okay, that's that's Grimes. This is now she tweets this up for her birthday, okay? She just this is this is this is just Grimes being Grimes, okay? For my birthday, is what Grimes she talks like this. She just very much <laughs> just just mm-hmm. Grimes, just this Grimes. For my birthday, I just I'd like to make a Th- Faustian bargain with a demon. If anyone can organize this for me, please and so elon musk this is a real thing i'm not making this up elon musk replies i, I, I didn't reply it just elon musk replies here he says you rang She <laughs> says I, I already made a Faustian tim bargain with you patiently waiting for my ticket to mars and so that's, that's that's what wow and then she's talking about connecting her brain to the internet now using neurosity she's the top spokesperson for this company called neurosity so Pretty much that he doesn't know okay alex castillo is the co-founder of of this company and listen to what he's saying watch what just this is the kind of stuff that grimes is down with it's a, the Neurocity hardware team is visiting the crown factory this week and they are working on massively speeding production somewhat the work goes into building the machine that builds the product not just the product itself they're talking about this auto creating we build a hard hard and you, look, 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 this is real stuff and this is the kind of crap they post we need a gpt jump domain extension and they're air codes, they're messing with your head, firing up the EEG transformer brainwaves flowing directly into the transformer model. They're connecting your brain to the internet. How often do you get distracted by unimportant notifications? The cost of losing focus is too high. They're wanting you to connect your brain to the internet Mm -hmm. using the product called Neurosity. Now, the real people of genius who work at Neurosity, have you seen these people, Holcomb? Mm -mm. You got Holcomb, you, you, (laughs) you. you need to watch this this will This is the company neurosity and they're feeling the flow they're going this is this is what we do here watch for this. generations oh come on has made i t- don't t- want to watch t- this t- commercial today come t- on t- t- Sleep t- mother of t- unpaid youtube here we go <laughs>
2: Shift
3: into focus. Hack your flow and free your code. Hack your Mm. flow and free. Introducing the crown.
1: The crown. Made by Thayton. I mean neurothiny. Now watch this. Now this right here. This is the genius who's pitching the product. This is like their top, their top weasel, their top guru. (laughs) Alice. Now look at Alice. Her head. Look into her eyes, it looks like her brain is fried. Watch this, just give me your thoughts on that.
3: So we have this very focused state where all of us would say, oh, uh, if we look at your brain data, if we talk to you, you say like, I feel very focused. That focus can be on something really negative though. So letting your thoughts go, you're not necessarily hyper-focused on something externally. But in that state you're not distracted either that's really an important time for you to be putting your ideas together um, and that's key to mental health as well so that creative time that sort of letting your mind wander we're finding is really important so focus is great staying focused on a task for short periods of time is great it can be difficult for people but the task itself and what's happening in that state is also really important to your mental well-being and so being able to get out of the state so if you're focused, but it's on something negative.
1: Now over here, this is Grimes talking about how great it is. Watch this.
3: It's, it's sort of like, it's basically a Neuralink. Because uh, life imitates art.
1: It does indeed. <laughs>
3: it does indeed. So she wakes up and the opening scene is her memory has been uploaded by this neural lace when she's been killed. And uh, now she gets to choose a new body. And this AI um, is interfacing with her recorded memory in her Neuralace um, and helping her and being yeah. like, hello, you're dead. But because you had a neural lace, your memory's uploaded. Do You want to choose a new body, and you're going to be born here in the culture and, like, start a new life. Sorry.
2: You can also save state. And save state? Save state. Like, save your brain state. Like, like a save game. In a- Do you
1: have any concerns about this person here? I think there's a lot of similarities, by the way, between this person here and this. This is this, this, this Grimes. <clears throat> and in this Alice Albrecht, I mean, don't they kinda look of, at they're related almost these two when they talk? Don't they kind of have a like sort of a certain analogous
3: I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if they're all AI already and this whole thing looks here's like so, a nightmare. It's <laughs> a conspiracy
1: theorist. I don't understand why you want to connect the brain to, uh, rather... Why
3: would anyone want their brain connected to the internet or another person's brain or a hole drilled in the top of their head?
1: Now, this understand. is, I mean, just to further freak people out, Grimes has written this album, okay, for this album. It's a song right. called We Appreciate Power. And, you know, this album is called Miss Anthropocene. And the Anthropocene is the period of time on the World Economic Forum website where they refer to it's kind of this post-human uh, time. Anthropocene, uh, World Economic Come on, World Economic Forum. We'll hack it in here. Okay, we'll get it. And, <laughs> and what well, this is? So, World Economic Forum. That's called Anthropocene. Her name of her album is called Miss Anthropocene. And during this uh, album, you know, Miss Anthropocene, she has a song called "We Appreciate Power." Okay, and for anybody that doesn't know, the song was written and it came out before the Great Reset began. Okay, so watch this. This That's song. We
3: make?
1: This song is all about the Great Reset. This entire song prophesies the Great Reset, but it came out before the Great Reset. So it's like, how do you know? He's holding the white rabbit. <laughs> her brain is connected to the internet listen to the lyrics of this
2: folks
1: and if you long to never die you just gotta upload your mind And someone says, well, how do they meet Musk and Grimes? Well, see, they're both obsessed with this idea called the Rocco Basilisk Theory, Mm -hmm. and it's a theory where AI develops to the point Mm -hmm. where it kills everybody. Mm -hmm. So this is her video about this theory. Mm. This video, (laughs) he runs around killing everybody, and then the video at the end it gives credits, and it's like, Featuring well nice nice
0: kind people, huh?
1: This is the stuff they're into, and this is how they connected, because it's called the Rocco basilisk theory. And this is what they're into. And I don't think most people know that, that. That's that's their their they're into this idea. <laughs>
3: That's very dark.
1: And this is called the Rocco uh, Basilisk Theory. Let me just pull this up here. And this is how Musk and Grimes met because they both believe in this theory, the thought experiment, Mm -hmm. that artificial intelligence will develop to the point where it kills everybody. And they're, they're both talking about it. So for anybody out there who's not disturbed, uh, I got four calls to action before you have to hang up on me. One, I would encourage you go to time 2 if you're disturbed or not disturbed. Either way, go there. And everything we talked about on today's show, it's all documented. It's all cited. So you want to learn about AI, Marina Abramovich, what's inside the shots, CBDCs, MIT, Great Reset. Uh, it's all right there, time2freeamerica.com. 2 if you want to learn uh, how to find jobs that don't require the shots, you can find that at time 2 You want to get a COVID 19 vaccine religious exemption, you can get that at time 2 And finally, if you want to come to the event and hear from a lot of speakers, every event I do, I vary up the speakers uh, quite a bit. We got the final lineup finally announced here. I'll, I might add a couple more people, but we've got Cash Patel, Sean Foyt, General Flynn, Eric Trump, Laura Trump, Devin Nunes, uh, Mark, Pastor Mark Burns, uh, Peter Navarro, Dr. Mikevitz, Mickey Willis, Michael Lindell, Pastor Greg Locke. Matt Whitaker, the former U.S. Attorney General, uh, Jim Brewer. This is like the first row and a half. I mean, it's just 80 speakers. It's going to be a blasty blast. And you can get those tickets at time2freeamerica.com. You can get those tickets at time2freeamerica.com. We have just under 100 tickets remaining. It's going to be at the beautiful wow. Trump Doral in Miami, Florida. For anybody who hasn't been there before, you type in Miami, Florida, and uh, Trump, and Doral. My fingers aren't working today. Nothing to worry about there, folks. Okay, so it's Trump Doral, Miami, Florida. This is the venue. It's Miami, Florida. It's a gorgeous place to be, a great place to meet patriots. It's two days. Doors open up at 5 a.m. You can grab a seat at 6 a.m. Uh, it goes from 8 to 8. Baptisms on Friday night. You can name your price. It's going to be a great time to fellowship with others. You can learn more about it at time2freeamerica.com. And once again, you can name your price under 100 tickets remaining at time2freeamerica.com. A lot of information.
0: Yep. Yeah. Well, Clay, you're, you're absolutely amazing. And I'm going to be in Miami. So, really looking forward to that and uh you, you know much. you're laying it out man you're laying it out and we gotta appreciate the work that you're doing because you are putting it out there for everybody to see and plain and clear vision and people need to be warned and woken up to what's happening in this world man
1: thank you for putting up with me you're a beautiful man i can't wait to see you in miami
0: take care claire claire take care gina thank you guys much bye-bye thank you. all right and we're back and and you know what some really good information there from Clay. Um, a lot of connections I, I hadn't even looked at in, in the sense of Grimes, I knew that there was some weird stuff with grimes and must there, but those connections are kind of eerie and creepy. Are they not? Um, but absolutely some startling information because if you go onto Amazon or uh, Amazon Prime, and if you, so if you have like a regular Amazon account and you get the Prime account with it, Um, there's a few shows on there. One of the shows is called feed the feed. Um, this is about the, how the internet is utilized in the future. And it's a neural implant that you put in your mind and you can access the internet at any point in any time. And you can access music and games and it's, it's pretty crazy but it shows you kind of how they developed it and people that got trapped inside of it. And there's artificial intelligence involved in it. And people are going sick and ill and going crazy. Um, it's a really good show to kind of show you the, not really the good side, but the bad sides that come out of these types of things. Um, and look, I'm never going to be that man who uploads my mind to the internet. I'll do VR. I'll, I'll do that kind of stuff. Cause that, Kind of cool. You can learn a lot of information from that kind of stuff, but I'll never implement a, implement a chip into myself because I have a spiritual nature inside myself. I have a soul within inside myself that has an existence beyond this material world, and I don't need any type of technology to expand that or accelerate that. And I think all of you guys feel pretty much the same way as I do on that topic. And we will prevail. I agree with that. I agree with that. let's let's jump into some a uh, little bit of news here. Um, why don't we? We shall. Let's do it. And uh, some revelations today from uh, from Congress. Listen to this. This is just fascinating. <laughs> Fox News alert. A bombshell just dropped
1: in the Hunter Biden tax investigation. A senior IRS whistleblower has reportedly told Congress that they want to come forward and reveal a cover up in the tax evasion case. Although Hunter wasn't specifically named, according to a letter from attorneys, the whistleblower has been overseeing the, quote, ongoing and sensitive investigation of a high profile controversial subject since early 2020 and is
2: looking for guidance on how to lawfully expose preferential treatment and false testimony to congress by a senior political appointee the new york post is saying a congressional source confirmed the complaint pertains to the first son and the timeline
0: matches up with hunter's tax investigation we will keep you updated as this story develops (laughs) the year of the whistleblowers Uh this is this is impeachable like do do people not see this and understand this like the left's like oh this is just a right like just just coming after them and lying and lying you know it amazes me it amazes me that people on the left right now still believe in the Russia-Russia-Russia collusion, still think the Steele dossier was real, that everything that's happening right now in a Republican-controlled Congress, all this stuff is just propaganda and bullshit, that 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 type of story right there won't be aired on left-wing media, and that that they will look at Fox News and say, oh, that's just biased information. That's not true. That's not what was said. They're not talking about Hunter Biden, and when it is Hunter Biden that actually comes out, and that this person is the lead investigator on that, And he comes out and says that Joe Biden's White House is suppressing the IRS, coming into the IRS and saying, hey, make this go away. And that's exactly what the IRS told us to do. When that comes out, because that's what's going to come from this, guess what happens? You're going to see it disappear from the mainstream media. And Catherine Heteridge, right here, follow the pen. IRS whistleblower letter. I represent a career IRS criminal supervisory special agent who has been overseeing the ongoing plus sensitive investigation of a high profile controversial subject since 2020 and would like to make protected whistleblower disclosures to Congress. Huh? This is, this is going to be huge. And, and I came out and said, where, where is the articles of impeachment? Where, where are, they? why have we not seen articles of impeachment? Republicans, anybody. And I tend to think that that, there's a reason for that. And that reason goes deep inside the one quote from Q is you cannot tell the people you have to show them. And even though all this is being unraveled and put out there to the world, the problem still remains that the majority of the people that we see on the left, and I'm not saying the majority of the left, the majority of the people that we see on the left are mindless fucking drones they are completely completely existent in a world of propaganda misinformation and disinformation they live in the realm of effect they are triggered and react emotionally to the information that's given to them they believe whatever the authority tells them and see that's the problem that's how people get killed by totalitarian governments in this world Another way people get killed by totalitarian governance. Washington state legislator today has passed a bill banning semi-automatic rifles in the state. You heard that right. This will likely trigger other state legislators to follow suit. Um, No, this will likely cause multiple other states to sue Washington state for, um, let me see, violating the constitutional rights of american citizens so if you don't understand what this means is that any semi-automatic rifle any doesn't matter a, a Ruger 1022 illegal um waiting for the people of washington state to respond to this waiting for the nra to respond to this and see this is one of the biggest problems is People in the NRA, they have to file lawsuits. They have to wait for these lawsuits to get heard in court. And then then you have months of processing. See, the pr- thing is, is there should be a system to where a legislator proposes a bill. That bill goes to a constitutional court who looks at this bill and goes, oh, you can't do that. Or, eh, looks legit. Let's try it. But we don't have that. That's Kind of what these court systems were all about in the first place. But see, they've changed the system so much. They've completely, completely undermined the Constitution of the United States. Joe Biden today, ban assault weapons. Assault weapons. The only assault weapon operating right now in the United States of America is the liberal Democrats who hide under that title when they're really socialists and communists. And radicals. Are we ready for a, uh, a comedy break? Let's do a comedy break. Uncle Uncle Fetterman. Festerman went ahead and uh, chaired his first committee today. <laughs> for fuck's sake.
1: I called this hearing of the U.S. Senate <laughs> subcommittee. And food and nutrition. Especially crops, organics and research. To order. Chairwoman 7 And ranking member Boozman, thank you so much for coming.
0: Okay, we're not going to watch the whole thing, but I don't know if you guys ever remember like in grade school or um maybe you know at, at a sporting event where you would have those kids that were less advantaged, those kids that maybe had uh, some illness or disease or um you know were, were mentally handicapped and they let them participate in the actual activity. Like that is literally what we just watched. And no offense to John Fetterman. I don't know the guy. I don't know his personal character or anything like that. He's just a prop. He has a tool being used by the leftists. guy suffered a stroke. I get it. It's not like he has a, not like he's born dumb. Maybe he was, I don't know, but that right there, that is just Fucking sad. That right there is is isn't just mind blowing. Like, firstly, you have to have a certain level of mental competence to be a senator in the United States of America to stand up out there and legislate for for new laws to protect Americans' rights and interests. And this guy can't even read a complete fucking sentence. I don't even know where to go with that one. (sighs) John Fetterman. John, 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 John Fetterman. Oh, man, I thought I was in the right one. Okay, now i got to scroll down a little bit. Let me see here what else we have here. Oh, hey, do you guys remember yesterday or two days ago when the DOJ announced the arrest of, of two people That had been implicated in running a Chinese police station in New York City. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Just so happens that um, one of those people, one of those people, um, one of the Chinese operators that was arrested by the FBI for opening secret police stations met with Senator Chuck Schumer and New York City Mayor Mayor Eric Adams. At a Democrat-sponsored event in 2022 and 2023, the CCP operatives that organized this were secretly bailed out the next day, while Trump supporters and anti-CCP descendant Miles Guao still remains in jail with no bond. The media is silent. Yep, there they are right there, running a, a secret Chinese police department basically dissenting people within New York city. And there's, there's quite a bit of information because we've known this for a while. They had them in Canada and Canada loves them. And we knew about these about eight months ago. And these run under the guise of kind of like help for Chinese citizens that are emigrating to the United States. And they come in, they help them get health insurance. They help them find jobs. They help them get driver's licenses, all these things. But what they do is they track and monitor these people. And if you get out of line, if you're breaking the rules of the CCP, well, guess what? They punish you. And a lot of these people have, well, disappeared. <laughs> oh, yeah. hey. All right. What else we got here? It is raining and thundering like crazy here right now, which is pretty crazy. Oh, uh, we went, oh, we went, we went over all that yesterday. Let me see here. So talk about the economy for a second here. I know people are watching the economy, and I know people are looking and saying, hey, look, you know, how much longer can they keep this trade up? How much longer can they keep manipulating the markets back and forth? Um, you know, How much money or liquidity can the Federal Reserve pump into it? Well, guess what? They have an infinite amount of liquidity that they can pump into the market excuse me, but I want to kind of give you an idea of how the scam is ran and give you a theory that I also have on it. So you have the BRICS nations and the BRICS nations have basically um, started aligning. So they have population, they have resources and trade routes. Okay. Those are three very, very pertinent things when it comes to the global economy. How many mouths that need to be fed? How many resources do you have to feed those mouths? And how do you get those resources to those people? Now, the BRICS nations basically cover about 72% of the global population, and it's increasing and growing every day. You have about 68% of the global resources controlled by these. global resources, I mean that things that are already in operation within the global economy, and 62% of the trade routes through the BRICS nations. That's not a good thing for the Western nations. That's not a good thing for the NATO nations. Um, But they have not gone towards the military route. Now, we've had various different concerns in this because countries like Mexico are in talks with China. Just last week, you had French President Macron go to China, talk with Xi Jinping, come back and say that they need to start separating themselves from the United States of America. And this does not affect their NATO membership, but they need to start moving away from the United States of America economically and politically. Just today, it was announced that French President Macron was going to be working with Xi Jinping to bring about a truce, peace talks within Ukraine, which means that France potentially could be bowing out of NATO at some point in time in the near future. That's not a good thing. Turkey. Turkey was very adamant that Finland and Sweden do not join NATO. They were paid off with some F-18s and then go ahead and gave their vote. But then we see in the backdrop that countries like Turkey and Hungary and these other countries don't trust the United States of America. And Turkey wants to join BRICS. Iran wants to join BRICS. China announced today that they're going to increase the relations with North Korea. So what do we see occurring here with the BRICS nations? Well, basically what they're doing is they're shifting the political, the economic, and the social spectrum to their favor by the control of resources, water, food, and energy. The things that I've been talking about the last week. Well, the United States has been kind of the dominant figure in this because of the petrodollar. Now we call it the petrodollar, but you know, oil and gas has been cleared through uh, many different transactions for years in other different currencies. Okay, the dollar's decline has been happening for a very, very long time, but what we can begin to see is that when other countries need imports and they're seeing that the cost of the dollar is too high, what they're going to do is seek those resources from other countries that predominantly have a more stable currency and lower prices. This is when they're going to start switching to the BRICS nations. This is why Mexico is looking at the BRICS nations. This is why France is trying to secure their future by negotiating with China because they're seeing the change within the global order. With that being said, what does that mean for the United States? Well, at the moment, it doesn't mean much because even if there is a global shift through the BRICS nations to clear petrol transactions through other currencies like the Chinese yuan or through the Russian ruble or through their their native currencies, that's not going to have a catastrophic effect on the dollar per se. One of the main reasons of that. Is because the majority of NATO nations, as well as BRICS nations, hold massive amounts of reserves of U.S. dollars within their central banks. Now, if they all stop trading in the petrodollar, they still hold those reserves of dollars, which means that they're still exchanging those dollars in the sense of trade. Why? Because the United States of America is one of the number one exporters of food and products in the world. Actually, 63% of all food that China imports comes from the United States of America. We actually have a co-opted kind of neutrality agreement through trade, which means that if China went to war with us, their people starve, unless China can find a way to basically move out of that deal. Well, Africa is really the key to that deal for China. If Africa can go in and modernize Africa, If China can go in and modernize Africa and start farming within Africa, then they will no longer need the United States of America. Now, we're about five to 10 years away from that, and the places that they're doing it is Northern Africa and Afghanistan, and they're taking all the rare earth minerals, they're taking all the resources, and they're going in there and helping Africa actually modernize and stabilize a lot of their governments. Not a bad thing. I'm I'm not going to lie. It's not a bad thing. But we have to understand that doing that is an attack on the United States of America because eventually what that does is that moves the global kind of structure away from the U.S. Um, hegemony, right? Hegemony. So right now, if they try to collapse the dollar by getting rid of it through the petrol deals, it doesn't really do much because countries still hold U.S. debt, U.S. bonds, as well as U.S. capital within the reserves. But those countries would get rid of that capital in a heartbeat if the U.S. dollar started losing its purchasing power or if there is an alternative method to receive those resources that they get from the United States of America, of which the BRICS nations are already in the process of setting up. Now, what's interesting is a few weeks ago, about three weeks ago, the prime minister or the the, the um The prime minister, the second in charge in Japan, the the under prime minister, I don't know his name, he visited China for the first time in, like, years. And I said, "Uh uh-oh, that's not good. Japan's visiting China. Now, China and Japan have been mortal enemies for centuries. A few weeks after this prime minister from Japan visits China, we see an assassination attempt. On the Japanese Prime Minister. Hmm, interesting. Now, if you remember, the uh, the last assassination that we saw with the Japanese Prime Minister, this was um, Sh- Shinzo Abe, right? Trump's friend. He was no longer the Prime Minister, but he was assassinated. And when they investigated it, they find out. That the assassin is a Japanese um, person who's a communist or Chinese communist loyalist directly connected to the CCP. So when you see one of the prime ministers of Japan going to China for a visit in the sense of economics, and then a few weeks later you see the prime minister have an assassination attempt on his life, you got to start asking questions. Now Japan's interesting because they're one of the number one buyers of U.S. debt, of U.S. debt bonds. Now, the interesting thing is, is this is a deal that we've made with China, or sorry, we've made with Japan since the end of World War Three. Now, how does this operate? Well, it's really simple. Or sorry, World War II. Well, how does this operate? Really, really simple. Think about it like this. Is Japan makes it a law that they have to sell their, their debt, their bonds to raise money for capital from their central bank to their people. So if you hold any type of investment firm or anything like that, you have to buy Japanese debt. You have to buy the Japanese bonds. The Japanese bonds pay $0, pays no interest to people. This is a bad thing. This is why Japan has been in economic peril for many, many years, but they just keep on moving forth. The money that they raise with those debt bonds that are sold for 0%, they turn around and buy U.S. debt bonds, which pay on average two, three, four, five percent. Well, the payoff on that two, three, four, five percent that the U.S. pays to Japan for buying their debt is actually what funds the Japanese military. So, pretty good deal there, because we know we kind of have Japan in this uh, in this system to where, unless they want to be undefended by China. They have to keep on doing it. Well, see, this has changed now. We had an assassination of a former prime minister, an assassination attempt on a current prime minister. One of the prime ministers actually go there and visit China a few weeks later. And then just two days ago, the largest private equity firm in Japan announced that they're selling off all of their U.S. debt bonds, $680 billion worth. I don't think that it's a coincidence that that occurred just days after the assassination attempt on the Japanese prime minister. But see, that's how China, the CCP, operates. is they operate in the shadows, behind the scenes, guerrillas at night. They coerce people behind the scenes without ever firing a shot. And so I could see very easily, France, Turkey. Egypt, Japan, begin to turn away from the United States of America in the next few years. And maybe that was planned. Maybe there's a reason for that. I don't know. But as we're seeing, as those events begin to occur and this shift within the global power structure begins to occur, The United States will become more and more weakened, and this will exasperate the collapse of the US economy. And this could happen any day now. This could happen any moment now. The US economy moving towards economic decline is inevitable. The question is is it going to happen before the 2024 election, or is it going to happen at some point after? Are they going to save this for a tool to use against Donald Trump because you cannot stop him from getting elected unless you stop elections? Altogether, they are going to use this as a weapon against him. I don't know. Are they going to do it before and utilize the economic crisis that ensues in, along with World War III to go out there and declare martial law and suspend elections? I don't know. But this is why states like Texas are going out there and creating their own central central bank digital their their own digital currency backed upon gold. States haven't done that since prior to 1913, but Texas is doing it for a good reason. Texas is getting ready to secede from the Union. They see the decline of the power structures in Washington. They see how the U.S. is falling out of the ropes with the global economy, the global political structure, how they're becoming warmongers, both left and right. And Texas doesn't like that. Texas doesn't want anything to do with that. They're seeing how they're ignoring the problem at the border, how drugs and weapons are flowing over the border, how human trafficking has massively increased in the years since Donald Trump left. And Texas is getting ready to take action, along with many other red states who will follow right behind them. So the thing is, is we don't know, but we know it's coming. We understand it's coming. Truly, nothing can stop what's coming, but that doesn't mean necessarily what you think it is. It's about the outcome. The outcome comes about because of the actions of you and me. That's where the truth really lies right there is that this world is going to move towards the position of where you, me and everybody else agree it's going to go. And if we do nothing, if we say nothing, if we speak, if we don't speak up, if we don't fight, then it's going to go to where they want it to go. And they, being those who formulate this global conspiracy, who have worked endlessly for centuries to undermine humanity, to sell out humanity, to steal our wealth, to rape our resources, and to eventually enslave. You and me. I'm not going to let that happen, at least while I'm not alive. And I'm not going to allow my kids or my grandchildren to endure that. And I know all of you agree with the same on that. So we are heading into some rough waters. Some interesting times are ahead of us. Economically, I would be prepared. Gold and silver, cryptocurrency. I'd be diversified in all my investments. Okay? Okay. I'd be diversified in everything that we do. I would be prepared. Gold, silver, and brass to cover your ass, as Jim Price says. Food. Stock up on food. Canned goods. Non-perishables. Have a garden if you have a green thumb. Get acquainted with the local community. Join the social red pill. Meet people in your area. The time is coming. We just don't know when. It could be tomorrow. It could be two years down the road. There are people around the world fighting for us. I don't agree with everything that Elon Musk believes. I don't agree with everything Elon Musk says. But at the end of the day, the guy believes in free speech. And you cannot deny that. Does that mean he's a good guy in this battle? I don't know. But I like people who agree with free speech. I like people who protect free speech. So this week, tomorrow, I'm heading out to Chandler, Arizona, to the Great American Restoration Tour, which is uh, happening the 20th through the 23rd in Chandler, Arizona with Badlands Media. I'll be speaking at the event, I believe, Friday or Saturday. I'm not sure. but yeah, be on a few different panels throughout every day, though. Um, so if you're out there, come say hi. Come meet me. Um, shoot the shit. Chat. Right? Vince will be covering the show tomorrow and Friday as well as Saturday. I'm going to try to jump in the chat tonight on the social red pill. So if you guys are going to be on the zoom, I'm going to try to jump in the zoom for a little bit. I'm going to have a drink and relax a little bit of whiskey and I'm going to jump in there. So um, after dark chat tomorrow will be with Vince though. It's for the Q and a, but tonight I'm going to jump in there, say hi to everybody. So if you guys are out there on the SocialRedPill.com, uh, you go to the events tab, go to social red pill zoom. You can find me, check me out there. I'm not going to share any links. You guys give me massive amounts of support. The best support that you can do is subscribe to this channel, hit that like button, share, clip these videos, share that around your social media. All right. Those are the best ways to support this channel. And they call me the guy who forgets to run ads. I don't need to run ads. You guys are amazing. You guys support me in more than any way I could ever imagine. And so I appreciate all of you out there. And when I say that word, appreciate that comes from sincerity and from gratitude. And if you watch Mars Chronicles, which you should, you understand what I mean when I say gratitude. It's the ultimate force in the universe. So for everybody out there who has donated from Pilled and Rumbled and DLive and Facebook uh, on, the, on the Battle of the Streams, thank you so much, guys. Much appreciated. I hope all of you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. Uh, I'm going to try to maybe jump in the chat every once in a while here uh, throughout the week while I'm in Arizona. I'm not going to have much to do at nighttime. But I uh, hope you guys all have a great night, great evening. Some of you guys, I'll see you on the Zoom here in a little bit on the socialredpill.com. Everybody else, I hope you guys have a great night. Take care. See you next time. Either we will get the full cooperation of other governments to stop this menace, or we will expose every bribe, every kickback, every payoff, and every bit of corruption that is allowing the cartels to preserve their brutal reign. And it is, indeed, brutal. And uh, they call me, I patch the game. (laughs) I
1: I think it's, I I haven't, look. Frankly, uh, if you look at the media, where the media is a closed media, we don't have an open, free media anymore. They don't want to hear anything. They don't write about it. It's a, it's collusive. It's, uh, nobody's ever seen anything like it.
0: It all happened during this period of time. It happened just before the election. They wouldn't talk about certain subjects that you know better than anybody, Michael. And uh, you know,
3: that's the beginning of communism.